Hey, this is Joe Namath, and uh, they say it ain't easy being green. Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jeff fans are fans. Bird, Ray, Bird. Bird, Ray, Bird. Bird, Ray, Bird. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jeff fans are passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucked. Don and Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studio in Pundonville, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. What's up? Also, to the right of me, you know him. You love him, ABG Universe. The number one NFL correspondent in the podcast game today, the majestic beast, the big stinking Wookiee, Nicholas Kronk, everyone. What's going on, everybody? So, Mike, 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 Jet fans, all our fellow Jet fans out there, it's just, it's one of these deals where, you know when, Mike, you're, we've used this reference before, you're, you're, you think you're with someone in a relationship. And you have ups and you have downs. But you're a good person. You're in love. So you're sticking it out. And for a little while there, it seems like things have changed. This is good. These these are... This person's taking these steps towards change. Right. Towards improving themselves. Maybe, maybe I'm getting through. And then... You walk in the house and said person's on the couch with someone else and they're they're making out. You know, the, the relationship is back in square one. Yeah, and you're back to where you were. And that's that's what it feels like with the Jets. Like three weeks in a row there we feel like we were going in one direction, Mike. Huge letdown this weekend versus the Bengals. You know, not that you can have a trap game when you only have four wins because the Jets stink. We weren't we weren't going anywhere anyway this season. Right. But it would have been nice to get this W, to go into this game versus Miami with a little more juice when you can get to 6-7 and seven. if you beat Miami. That would feel good. Looks better. Nice record with Sam you have, but that's not how it worked out. The Jets did not show up offensively at all. Defense, defense didn't play that bad considering everything, Mike. Um, Dolan had 243 yards. They couldn't really rush the ball at all, um, Cincinnati. But the offense, Mike, just absolutely nothing done and even though our team hasn't been that good this year, Mike, and our record is what it is, I did think, and you thought too, coming into this game, this would be a W. We thought we would handle them, and that is not what happened this weekend at all. No, man, not at all. Let me start with a few positives before I dive into the negatives. You know, Ryan Clark, he's a one of the hosts on um, Get Up, I think. He's an ESPN Guy and he said a couple of weeks ago that maybe the Jets should look to trade Sam Darnold. This was right after the Ghosts game uh, instead of Jamal Adams. And we were all taken back by that comment. And then when Sam went on his run, you know, he was getting roasted and he said, Oh, well, you know, I have more data. I can change my opinion or whatever. And then right after this game, he went and tweeted and said, Sam struggled a lot today, and you could see it, and I fired back at him, and we had a little Twitter battle, uh, saying, did you even watch the game? You know, despite the poor performance by the Jets overall, 
if you take into account the league high eight drops that were uh, made by the New York Jet receivers who can play flat all game and throwaways, his adjusted completion percentage was 76.7%, which was the ninth best of all quarterbacks last week. And watching Sam, if you watch the game, he played fine. There was nothing wrong with Sam. And the other thing that really I felt really good about coming out of the game was that the quarterback was under duress, uh, sacked four times. He was pressured. I forget how many times the, the numbers were there for pressure. But he didn't throw the ball to the team, the other team. He didn't commit any interceptions. He had like one or two throws that I was a little bit afraid about. But overall, um, I thought Sam stayed on on track. Uh, with I mean, He didn't play as good as he did in the last three games. But uh, if Robbie had made that catch in the end zone, he's got a touchdown. If yeah. Well, there's a couple Thomas... of plays like that when Barrios got the ball and dropped it. Yeah. He caught that ball and turned around, he's gone. Mike, I mean, a lot of this is going to come down to, and, you know, I'm not really one to complain and say penalties is the reason you lost the game, but some of the penalties they called on the Jets and the times they called them, it, it was just mind-boggling. Ten penalties on the ten penalties on the day for 106 yards. I mean, on the day, the, the Bengals had 277 total yards. Mike, we had 271. We actually ran more plays than they did. You know, they had 18 first downs. We had 15 first downs. So offensively, it was equal, but we only had six points, and they ended up with 22 points. Two of those being off of safety, so 20 points by the offense. But it just it just seemed like. Every time they were getting something going and they'd move the ball into the red zone or be going in the right direction for the day, huge penalty would hit. They, they, they'd get the ball to somebody and they, they would drop it or knock them up with a big play like Barrios did, like Robbie did. And that kind of followed them throughout the day. Sam only had four yards per pass on the day, which is not going to get it done. Um, rushing, we had 62 yards. They had 44 yards. It's a disappointing day all around. And, uh, you know, the time of possession was pretty much the same, Mike. And just those penalties. They only had two penalties on the day. The Bengals for 15 yards total. Uh, the Jets with 10 there, like I said, for 106. So that's going to be the difference in a game like that where teams are pretty much doing the same thing offensively. A team with 10 penalties is going to put themselves in a position to lose the game. You know, the other positive before I get into the offensive line and their penalties was Robbie Anderson. I thought he had a solid game. There's finally some rapport there between him and Sam. Uh, he could have caught that touchdown in the end zone. That would have really helped. But uh, I thought that he played a very decent game. He's trying to get himself another contract with the Jets. Uh, I, it's my opinion that I think the Jets are going to let him walk. But uh, I thought Robbie played a good game. And bless on Austin was another uh, Jet that I thought had a pretty decent game. I know we had a lot of injuries with Brian Poole and Arthur Millette, but over the last uh, four games, he has twenty. He they've had twenty-one targets towards Bless on Austin, ten completions, which is about forty-eight percent, seventy-seven yards, nineteen point three per per game, uh, uh, seven point seven per completion, and three point seven per target. They've only had four first downs against him, nineteen percent of the targets, zero touchdowns, and four passes deflected. Uh, that's seventh best in the National Football League over the last month. I'm pretty excited about what I've seen from Bless on Austin so far. This game, he wasn't elite, uh, we, you know, um, 
the, the Red Rocket did target him a few times. But uh, overall, I thought those three players played well. Now, to don't your don't point, give him the respect of calling him the Red Rocket. I'm not, you know what? I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be edited out. But don't you, for the rest of the time that we have this show together, don't give a jabroni the respect of saying his nickname on our show ever again. Can we can we agree uh, to that? Can we just make that pact? We, I will do. I will do you, it as well. You got it. Don't rock. Now, I went right before the game, or a couple of days before the game, they said Dalton is going to be playing in this game, and I thought to myself, huh, I don't really like that, but, you know, we'll see what's up. Now, everyone thought that the Cincinnati Bengals were a really terrible team, their own 11 you know, oh, horrible, but if you actually look at the, the team, they had some uh, injuries, got some players back, and over the last four games, their defense isn't as bad as... The statistics say they are, so it's lazy to just say, oh, they're the, the worst at this, the worst at that, with actually deep do- doing a deep dive into what they're actually doing. And actually, against the run, okay, in the middle of the tackles, uh, they are averaging 4.2 yards per run between the tackles. That's actually pretty solid. Now, outside the tackles, they're averaging about seven yards per carry, and a lot of that had to do with the game against the Baltimore Ravens when Lamar Jackson went absolutely bananas. Um, but you would think with those statistics that a offensive-minded person would say, hmm, they have a pretty solid middle of the offensive line. Maybe we should design our offensive schemes to attack the outside because that's where they're most vulnerable. And Adam Gase decided to keep taking Le'Veon Bell and running him up the middle and running him up the middle and running him up the middle. And these, you know what? It's not the record, okay, with the Jets on why I do not want Adam go to Case as my coach. It's not even the the Sam Darnold uh, and how he's been playing that bothers me because I think he's been progressing. I'm not going to say it's Adam Gase that's making him progress, but he's shown progression over the year. Adam Gase, to me, sucks at play calling, and he doesn't make adjustments. I I don't care, like, you, whatever you're going to say, Adam, to why you decided to call the game the way you did, you kept doing the same thing over and over and over again, and it didn't work, and you did not adjust to it. Why are you running up the middle with Geno Atkins and Dunlap wreaking terror on this offensive line? That, to me, was the number one problem with what happened on Sunday was the coaching. All across every single uh, every single group of this team came out flat on special teams, on defense, on offense. Receivers were not catching uh, pl- uh, balls. The offensive line was committing holds, like you said. And on key plays, you cannot do that. You're going to wipe out any progress that offense was trying to make. And that comes down to coaching. This coach had the Jets walk up into Cincinnati and they acted like they were already going to win the game. And they played terribly. And hats off to the Bengals for, you know, playing hard for Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton did exactly what I thought was scared he was going to do. All he did was three strep drops and hit Tyler Boyd and hit uh, Auden Tate and hit and they just kept hitting our our corners and the middle of that field because they knew we couldn't stop him and he went right down the field and executed the their offense the right way and it sucks that um, 
we didn't make any adjustments after halftime and the penalties and the offensive line. And when the offensive line, remember that statistics I told you about Sam, when that offensive line, when he sacked more than two times, three times a game, they don't win. And that's what happened, man. Yeah. 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 About sums it up. About sums it up right there. Just, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm just so, I'm so bummed. You know, there's so, we love the Jets the most. Whether we were doing a podcast or not, we'd be supporting the team the same. But then there's some weeks more than others where it's difficult to do the pod because you're just like, this sucks. Yeah. This, game, this week sucked. Yep. Like, there's nothing in that game I even want to talk about. At all, you know, it just—it was such a bummer. I mean, Lev couldn't get going, like you said. At least Robbie, uh, Mike—he played pretty good. He looked pretty good with Sam out there. Um, Sam was twenty-eight for forty-eight. Uh, not the best day for him, I would say. But he also threw a lot of balls away, so that's going to affect your uh, your completion percentage there. But but overall, that's good. But that's a good. But hey, how? But but Keith, is that were you not? Did that not make you happy? That he threw the oh, balls no, no, away of instead of trying to go up the back foot and make it. No, plays you're right. Like you're right. You're 100 You know what I'm right. saying? That's, Which is I, why I all of a sudden, why did the Bengals' defensive line look like the 85 Bears? Like, why? In, at least in the first half, for the yes. most part. And then some of the second yep. half. I mean, Carlos Dunlap had three sacks on Sam. That was just, I'm like, really? I mean, he gets sacks every year. He gets eight or nine sacks every year. He's not a bad player at all. But no, but he's not. That's ridiculous. No. And Geno Atkins is a monster, and they're still running the ball right up the middle right when, when they're running sweeps. It seems like they were getting three or four or five yards every time. So, I mean, what do we know? We're we know we're just uh, we're just Nothing. peons and just regular people with podcasts. On any kind of run to any one of your running backs to the outside, things good happen, or at least uh, run like off or, tackle or positive yardage happen. From what I was watching, when I saw the part yeah. of the game that I saw, Geno Atkins was causing it, causing problems down there, and. You know, it just it just got it's just a bummer. You know, it just stinks because it does seem like Gase is not necessarily um like whether they win or they lose, the offense looks good or it doesn't, right. he still sticks to what he's doing. Yeah. So say he's like, Oh, this is a game that when they score a bunch of points and he sticks to it, you look good. But if you if you yeah. stick to something and you're not scoring points and you don't score anything and you don't change, you don't make any adjustments, then you kinda of look like an idiot, you know? Yeah. And that's and, happened a bunch of times. And there's one other thing that we didn't talk about that had a major factor on why we lost. Right now in the National Football League, Jamal Adams is first in pressures, sacks, touchdowns, third and fourth, down stops, fewest yak allowed per reception. He's second in fewest yards targeted allowed. He's run, he's second in run tackles for a loss and forced fumbles. Those are stats provided by My- Michael Nania. Please follow him on Twitter. Very good with statistics. Jamal Adams is the best safety in the NFL. And I'm not even saying that as yeah, a I'm saying is. that as an actual fact. He is the best safety in the National Football League. He's the best player on our team, and he got hurt. And after the game, you could see it. He was heading tears, and he couldn't play to the level he could play against. I don't think he's going to be playing against the Dolphins. And to be honest with you, the season's over. So at this point, I would just rest him. I, w- I would rest him. And you know what, Keith? I would rest Jamal Adams, and against the the Baltimore Ravens, I would sit Sam Darnold so he doesn't get killed. Well, <laughs> that's why I just want to let everyone know for the rest of the year we will maybe have some guests on. Yeah, uh, yes. we're working on getting Jerry Glanville on the show. Uh, Mike, have you ever heard Keith's impression of Jerry Glanville? Uh, I have not. Actually. Oh God. Okay. That might have to happen right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He's the ultimate Southern football. Coach. Oh my God. Just focus in. Focus in now. Everyone look at me, look at my eyes. I right, get get on everyone same page. 
We're about to take this game here. Oh, and his voice would get slowly raised up louder and louder. Hey, it's a first down. Hey. Um, yeah, what a, what a long, what a long game that was, Mike. Just, but what are you going to do? That's the Jet season this year in a nutshell. And, uh, you know, next week, what we have coming up is the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking of Miami, that's uh, it's, uh, Senor's favorite person. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Senor supposedly in the next, like, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, we might be getting a call from him, so we'll see we, what the we, deal we is. We should be hearing from him soon, I would imagine. Man, Senor is something else. Oh. Uh, we're supposed to get. We're supposed to bring him on, right? Yeah. All right. Well, you know what we'll do, guys. We're gonna talk about the Dolphins. So let's get into it. Not that this game is gonna be exciting. I'll work on the line Two with teams you. that stink. Jets, Dolphins, Week 14. Let's go. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on me. All right, everybody. So, Jets, Dolphins, Week 14. I mean, it's not easy to drum up excitement for this matchup, is it? Yeah. Look, yeah. I want to win. I want to. I don't want the Dolphins to sweep us this year. I mean, get the hell out of here with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it scares me because they know all of Adam Gase's plays. They know what he does. I mean, they probably have that. Locked on a hard drive somewhere in the basement. Um, they know what he likes to do. And Flores has showed to be a pretty decent coach. That play, did you see that play he did last week? With that uh, crazy lineup that they did. And then the dude flicked it over to the punter and they scored a touchdown. That was pretty sick. That was one of the, that was very creative of him. But now they don't have any running back. But uh, Fitzpatrick and Devontae Parker have something going on right now. He's and uh, you know and getting to Sam in that line. I hope Adam makes some adjustments. Obviously, we took a L the last time, and uh, it was all the things we used to talk about before. Adam better the Gates better not get beat by his team, a team like this twice. So I'm looking at I'm really looking at this. I'm really looking at the coach because. I'm going to watch the coach and I'm going to watch what he does differently in this game than he did down in Miami. And I expect, Keith, I expect we take a W. I expect that. Okay? I'm not going to, look, and, and if we, and if they take an L, you know, it's not just the fact that we lose. It's the way we lose that makes you really question, is this coach the right coach? And I know any Jet fan out there that thinks that would be that fixing the coach is going to fix all the problems is living in a fantasy world. Look, this team has has crazy injuries, and we know if you go look at the uh, who is injured currently and how much money is currently on IR, there's no team that has gone through more injuries than the New York Jets. But teams learn to overcome injuries; they have to push through it, and 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 Adam Gase has to. Show this team and show this fan base, show ownership that he's able to keep everything in check and make progress. And this will be one of those markers to me that will be progress because you lost to a team that is less talented than you. Okay. On the road, you could say your quarterback was recovered from mono. You could say whatever you want to say. You better win on Sunday. You better win on Sunday and show that you've taken a step forward and you've learned your lesson from what happened yeah. before. I can only hope, You man. know, Mike, we What's actually up, have taken a step forward in getting connections with... Um, Get uh, out. Uh, yeah, he's a little... Uh, I can see your face. Senor, Senor is on the phone. Senor is on the phone. Hold Hello. on one second. Senor. He's, he's, he's been gone for months. But, uh, All right, we'll switch him through. Hold on one second. Here we go. Hello. 
Hey, guys, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Not much. Senor, where you been? Going on, man. Uh, you know, you gotta try to get right away, my God. Like, I can't even rest my, I can't even rest for two seconds. Come right at me with the hard-hitting questions, huh? On he's right there. He's right there, Mike. This guy, man, he's like Barbara Walters over here. Um, <laughs> well, here, man, I'll tell you guys the truth. I've been, uh... I've been running Los Huevos for 30 years, guys. Yeah, long time. Man. Ever since my dad, uh, Senor Waivers the first passed away. And, um, my wife, lately she's been getting on my nerves. But it's my fault, guys. Because I'm 24-7 committed to Los Huevos and the Waivers and the scrubs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I told myself, look, walk away from the island for two or three weeks. Have some alone time with my wife. It was much it. needed, so I, I took it. her to a little resort town. Got a little hotel room, guys. I had some, laid some roses down on the bed. And, uh-huh. Kenny G on in the background, you know. And but you're but you came back because we're playing the Dolphins, and I know you hate the Dolphins wait because minute, of wait what they minute. did to your feet. Jets bet the Dolphins this week. Yep. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's pretty big. You guys, you guys messing with me right now? Did I tell you the story about me and Dolphins? Did I tell you what happened? We we are fully. I think fully you did aware. tell us, yeah, about fully aware, but it's that's horrible. Wow, happening. Huh, dolphins, huh? I've been going on dolphin expeditions. It's one of the things I did on my 30 year anniversary. Just hunted dolphins for for weeks. You guys know how good dolphin meat is when you barbecue it? God, I can't stand them so much. They still they still got the bearded guy playing quarterback? What's going on here? Yeah. They do. Yep. They got Fitzpatrick. Because you know he's been down here before many times. He, I, I know, yeah. He is very... He always uh, seems to... Very vocal. About always seems to, uh... Pop back up. <laughs> no, what's what's the story, guys? I mean, how many scrubs? How many quarterback scrubs? He's what they call a journeyman, wow. uh, senor. Senor's fired up right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he's wild. I'll tell you guys the truth, man. I took a blue chew. Like five minutes ago. There you go. I'm gonna see my it. wife in 10, 20 minutes. That'll do it. Make sweet, passionate, gentle, love to her. And, yep. uh, you know, we'll see what how it goes. TMI. Yeah, just, can we not? But the uh, yeah, Jets-Dolphins this week, senor. I mean, it's not. The Jets lost last week to the Bengals. I don't know if you saw. And it didn't. It was a horrible game, senor, completely. We just went through the whole game. We won't go through it again. But, you know, we were worried about you. We haven't heard from you in a bit. And it's it's good to have you uh, yeah, long time, back man. in the fold. I know Wookie was maybe texting you on the side. But I didn't know he had any problems going on with the wife. Tell us how Mark Walton is down there. You know, he's actually the leading rusher for the Miami Dolphins right now, and they cut him because of some suspension that happened. How's he doing? Yeah, you know, he has a lot of personal issues. You know, we have him with a couple different counselors down here. You know, a lot of stuff going on with him. He's he's kind of a wild guy. You know, one thing I worry about with Mark, he doesn't listen to And, you know, I look at the kid. I grab him by his cheeks. I go like this. I grab his cheeks. I pull him in right to my face. I say, look at me. Look at me! You could be great! Blow your life away! (laughs) It's great. <laughs> oh man, that, I'm glad you gave him. I'm glad that you gave him that advice. You know, and then there's another guy, their other running back, uh, Kalen Balaj. He's on IR. I think they're gonna cut him. Kalen yeah. uh, Balaj. Yeah. Oh, isn't that what you feed like an iguana, Kalen? Yeah, I think that's Kale. Yeah, the no, that's Kale. I think that's Kale. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, are you guys sure about that? Because uh, pro- yeah, positive. I, real quick, how many iguanas are in New York? None. I think. Uh, yeah, I got iguanas down here, so I think I know better than you guys. All right, they eat Kalen. <laughs> whatever you say, bro. Whatever, whatever you want to say. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you feed them, you feed your iguanas, Kalen. Well, that's totally my bad. I don't know a lot about iguanas. So I think there's somebody on the Jets that's going to be head. There's going to be heading down to you soon. I think Brandon Shell is going to be let go of and head down to Los Huevos. I don't think he's going to get another right tackle. Oh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Kate. Brandon Shell this year. I mean, last year, Mike, you pointed out as the year went on because I wasn't high on him. As the year went on, you were right. He actually did play at least average last year. This year, not so much. And this year, I mean, the offensive line this week, again, just crumbled completely as a whole. 
but he didn't really play that well. That's basically the Jets. Well, it's obviously our biggest weakness. It's where they need to target next year in the draft. I saw, but I want to throw something at you, Mike, and Senor, and Wookie. Yep. To get into topics that are fun to talk about instead of our crappy team and the Miami Dolphins is, uh, I saw a mock draft today, Mike, one of the first ones put out, and it had us having the 8th or the ninth pick. Which is probably realistic. Yep. And us taking Judy from Alabama. Oh, and yo, I I know now. Yes. I know I've people heard, look at I've this year. He had a little yeah. bit more of a down year than they maybe thought he was going to have. That's the best receiver in the draft. That 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 is like a guy you can probably draft and count on for six or seven years to be a monster. I think that would be a great pick for You're Sam. Saying he's immediate walk in. Well, so so the issue I have with it is. That you win by building in the trenches, and we have to get a left tackle. We have to, and I know I'm torn on it. You know, I think that we'll have to address whatever when it comes time. But this is how I look at it: if we could get an elite receiver in the off season, like an Amari Cooper, potentially, and just get that locked up, and then go after and draft the left tackle, um, I may want that over. Getting a Judy because if we get Judy, then we, what? Then we got to take a left tackle in the second round, and are we really going to get? Left? We have to protect that offensive line. That's how teams are successful. Joe Douglas was there when they built, rebuilt. Yeah, but the, the way that teams draft in the NFL isn't like that. And you've said it yourself. You don't just draft for need. You draft the best player. And there's not. I don't know if there's a left tackle that's even in the realm of the, you know as as a prospect compared to him. And that's a place we're also weak. I know we have Robbie. But Robbie is not, I don't think, a guy who has the ceiling that Judy has where he could be a pro bowler. I know what Jimmy Mike. Yeah, like, I, I haven't, you know, honestly, I haven't done a deep dive into these kids yet. I heard Judy's good, but I haven't even really seen too much tape on him. You guys could probably, if you, you guys are that, telling me there's a woman who's going to get drafted 8th or 9th. No, no, no. no, 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 no this is what you guys are telling me. This Judy, is great, man. Judy, Judy is Before you finish, I always thought one day there'd be a woman who's good enough, skilled enough. To be drafted to the NFL, I'm happy. It's finally gonna happen, man. That's tremendous. I, uh, yeah, I heard his. I heard her name. I don't, it's not. A, it's not a female. His name no. is actually Icebox. His last um, name is. Uh, his last name is. Did you like what he said? He just told you that. Yeah, his last name. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. You know what, guys? You know you. No, I'll tell you what. I was looking at my phone. Hey, checking, it happens, man. Checking the stock market. You know what, Keith? You know what, Keith? If we trade Bell, I would. I would definitely trade Bell after the season. It's just unfortunate. It hasn't worked out. It's not Bell's fault. It just is what it is. Get draft picks. Take Judy. In the first round, like you said, get an additional third. So we already have a set, another third. We'll get another third on top of that. And then go ahead and take offensive linemen. If you want to sign a left tackle, uh, fine. But we need to start really building this offensive line. And I wouldn't even draft another running back. I would just, honestly, I would look at Josh Adams and Blau Powell and give them the rock next year. You guys should be looking at what's the what's the what's the kid's face the the kid the guy's face from uh, the tackle from Washington that they they screwed up his medical exams. Yeah. They 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 yeah, missed, he's, uh, he's cancer. Gonna be 30, he's going to be thirty two next year. I don't know if we're really that guy. Really, I thought he was a little bit younger than that. No, he's thirty one now. Um. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But that's uh. I think we're going to call it a wrap, guys. Because I yeah. mean, you know, that's that's pretty much all we got. Yeah. I mean, we got Senor Senor still there. Still here, bro. I'm just doing my thing. I finally got a minute away from the wife. You guys know, um, uh, Sting? Not the wrestler, the, uh... Singer. He was in a band that was called, uh, The Police. Yes, yes, Sting, yep, yep. Wrote a book one time about Kama Sutra. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I basically know every page, man. Up and down, every move, bro. I'm very... I know how I look. 
<clears throat> kind of got a pot belly, but guess what? Very flexible. Senor, man, you're always on fire. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, as <laughs> Thanks always. Thanks for coming out, Senor. Yeah, man, no problem, guys. Talk to you next time. That was Senor Waivers, everyone. Legend. Legendary. Always. Legendary proprietor of Los Huevos <laughs> Resort <laughs> and Rehabilitation Clinic. And that's another episode of ABG in the books, guys. Thank you for joining us. Uh, going on to the Dolphins. Who knows? Towards the end of the season, this just steaming pile of a year continues. Thank you for sticking with us, all you fans. If anyone does want to support us, Mike, tweet at us, tell anyone about us, or listen to our show. Where can they do that? Well, we're hosted on the Elite Sports Radio Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker.com. Please follow us on Facebook at aebg.jetsradio on twitter at aebg underscore myj podcast and on instagram at jet.aebg you heard the man on behalf of my colleague and co-host michael agaris the big stinking wookie nicholas cronk and senior waivers my name is keith farrell everybody thank you for joining us talk to you next week peace out are you ready the New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. They got their guy. Darnold falling to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. That's such an upside. I think Jet fans are very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks. Don't be the sucks.